Welcome to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. This is my first episode back after a couple of months because I've been through the transition of moving to a new part of the country and I've been tracking myself and watching myself and noticing what it's like to navigate that transition. So that's what I wanted to speak to in this episode, transitions, what kinds of things can come up for us and what helps, and also a few notes on how that may impact your desire for sex and and pleasure. So for some background context, my partner and I used to live in the Northern Beaches area of Sydney, about an hour north of Sydney. And we've just moved about eight or nine hour drive up the coast of New South Wales to the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales. So kind of close to the New South Wales, Queensland border. Um, And we've been wanting to make this move for a long time. The, The Northern Beaches never really felt like home. And we were looking for somewhere more community oriented and a bit more spacious and relaxed. Of course, there are lots of wonderful farmers markets up here, which is one of the things that brings me great delight on a weekly basis. Um, And the weather is warmer. So we went, (laughs) we compromised. I wanted to go as far north as possible to be warmer because I hate the winter time and being cold. And Shanti didn't, it, like we couldn't go much further north than where we are now because in his opinion, the surfing waves are not good enough. And that's, that's his everything. Surfing is his exercise, his mental health, his emotional health, his spiritual connection, it's everything. Um, and so we're, we're, we've been in a new house for two or three weeks now. Um, still working things out. You may hear his his voice a little bit in the background because we we each have our own offices now, which is awesome. But they share a wall, and we're still working out the um, soundproofing arrangements. Um, I sound like cool with that, but it's kind of irritating, and I'm not I'm not fully cool with it yet. <laughs> um. And that's part of it, isn't it? When you live with someone to experience all of the joys and all of the things that give you the shits about that closeness and that shared everyday life. Um, and the place that we're living is really beautiful. There's so many birds. So you may have heard the birds in the background on a lot of my previous podcast episodes. Um, I'm not sure if you'll hear any today, but I'm hoping that they will make an appearance here as well. The neighborhood that we live in, actually, there are no cats or dogs allowed because there's so much wildlife, and that's one of the arrangements to protect the wildlife. There's these birds called the stone bush curlews that are endangered, and there's a pair of them that kind of go up and down between our house and a few houses nearby. And, um, I was, they were in our, next to our driveway yesterday and I was, I walked up to them and they made this noise like, which I think is their version of like, you're in my personal space, back off. 
<laughs> but they were so cute. I gave them space. I just had to, un I told them, I just have to unload the car and then you can have your space. So that, that, you know, that's part of the transition for me is getting to know who else is here. Not just the people, the, the trees and the birds and of course the broader community, getting to know the, the ocean here. Um, because I was, I was really in love with the, the trees and the birds in the backyard at our last place that part of it is leaving that place and moving to this place and getting to know this place and to feel grounded at this place, in this place and to feel at home in this place. Actually, one of the other beautiful who's that is here um, are the whales. So it's winter time here and the whales are, I think they are swimming north, humpback whales. And there's a, a point nearby that we've been going to the past few days. And I, I rode my bike there this morning and you can just watch the whales waving their tails around and slapping their pectoral fins down. And sometimes you just see the backs of them. Yesterday I saw whales and dolphins at the same time and it feels really magical and special to be sharing a place with them. And I think I'm able to speak more about this transition now because I've moved through the kind of most uprooted part of it. it I definitely felt as we were getting ready to leave our previous place, I felt my system kind of starting to lift up. It was kind of, and it was kind of an ungrounded feeling. And, you know, there's, there's just a lot of uncertainty. We didn't have a permanent place to live up here. We stayed in an Airbnb for the first five weeks or so. And there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stress that can come with uprooting your life, packing all your things, getting rid of way more extra shit than you, than you ever thought. You just, where does this all come from? And how did we accumulate all of this and packing and um, saying goodbye to friends? And I had a lot of trust that we were making the right decision and moving to the right place. But there was nothing, you know, like the, the destination and how it was all going to work out wasn't fully confirmed or set in stone yet. And I'm, I'm much better at handling the uncertainty and trusting than I have been previously, but I still really felt it. I felt a lot in my body. Um, you know, I felt more tension like around my shoulders and my jaw and my face, like my body's kind of holding on because there was less that was solid and certain. Um, through the the first few weeks of being up here, I was a lot less productive. It was like harder to focus, harder to get myself to do things. Um, I was sleeping a lot. And my friend, Belinda, luckily, every time I would talk to her, she would say, I don't care what anybody says. Moving is a big fucking deal. It brings up all your birth trauma. <laughs> and so I kept, it was so helpful to have that support and to have that 
reminder that, oh yeah, this is a big thing. It's normal to not have my usual, to not be like operating in my usual way through this transition. So that validation and that reminder was so helpful and was, it was easier to be gentle and compassionate towards myself. Like this is a transition time. The way that things are in transitions is different and it's normal for them to be different and it's okay for them to be different. And I did, I had support from a few friends when I was having a hard time or, or just feeling the, feeling my body. Um, I noticed a a lot that I, I was less inclined to kind of leave the house in, and everyone's system, everyone's body is going to respond differently. But I just noticed in my own system, it was almost like a little, a subtle sense of clinging and holding to what was secure because it felt like there was less security in general, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like Our bodies, I mean, the things that our nervous systems and our bodies do, they don't always feel that helpful, but they have their own wisdom to them. And it's helpful to remember that, that even when it feels like what your body and your system are doing are counterproductive or like you have to fight against it. It's, they're just, your body's doing its best to protect you in all the ways that it knows how. And so having that compassion and gentleness with myself through the transition was helpful. Having support from friends was helpful. A lot of my um, feelings around belonging have come up since moving to a new place. I don't really know anyone here. And it's it takes time to find my people and make friends. And so that sense of, do I belong here? Am I welcome here? Um, will people accept me? Are there people here who want to be my friend? All of that. That really tender stuff has, has come up as well. And so support from my friends, gentleness and compassion with myself have been very helpful. And I've also noticed through this transition that my desire for sex has been less than usual. And that also makes sense because there's, there's kind of other stresses on my system. And um, one of my favorite books to recommend is called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And she's actually recently released a revised edition And one of the things she shares in the book is that for those of us assigned female at birth, our systems tend to be much more sensitive to context, which means that our desire for sex can be very um, sensitive to everything else in our lives, in our environments, what's going on in our relationships, what's going on at work? What is the environment that we're physically living in? Do we feel safe? Do we feel comfortable? And is that safety, you know, do we feel physically safe? Do we feel emotionally safe? Um, and, and how kind of the context in our, our thoughts around sex as well. So 
it's not, sex is not something that just operates in a vacuum. It's, it can be, and, and every individual is different, but there can be patterns. So I just noticed in myself that with feeling, there's just a general feeling of having a bit less security, a bit less certainty of my environment is changing and not being in, not ha- you know, in, when I was in that in-between space, especially between leaving one permanent home, but not having moved yet into the other permanent home, that the way that my system responded was just that, that sex wasn't a priority <laughs> and that was okay. And I would, I talked to my partner about it a couple of times and, and just brought it up and we talked about it and he was much less worried about it than I was, it turns out. <laughs> but that we both just had that understanding that it's a, a temporary thing. And now that I am in a home that we can call our own, that we've moved our stuff into and we have our our bed and I've got flowers and the things are packed away so it feels less cluttered and that that desire is naturally returning in its own pace. And I share that because sometimes, you know, there's, there's kind of a balance between when does it make sense just to accept that this is the way that it is right now and that's okay? And the balance between that acceptance and do I need to actually bring in some different practices or put my focus and energy in a certain direction to feel how I want to feel to move towards my desires? And so it didn't make sense to me to freak out in the middle of my move and go, I need to do so much more of my self-pleasure practices and I need to, um, you know, I need to self-pleasure. I need to make sure that I um, do breast massage and have a conversation with my pussy and like from that place of feeling. um, And those, those practices can be very supportive, but I didn't, like it wasn't a problem in that moment that my drive was a bit lower and I knew that it would come back. And the way that I often work with myself and with my clients is that we hold both things at the same time, acceptance of this is how things are right now and that's okay. And it makes a lot of sense that your body would be responding like this, that you would be experiencing this. And at the same time, we can hold the desires for how you want to feel, what you want to experience, and how you want your life to be. And I just think that in transitions, it's wise to go, to really lean into the acceptance of like, this is a temporary phase when things are are different right now. And that's okay. And this is not necess- doesn't necessarily have to be a time to rehaul your whole life. It's more a time to go, what do I need right now? What would be supportive right now? And so I was making time to walk over to the beach with 
a, a cup of tea or to take a nice bath. Um, we have had a bathtub at, in our Air, at our Airbnb and we have one now, which I'm so excited about because I haven't had a bathtub for over five years and I just love being warm in water. So I was focusing on on pleasurable things in a different way. And there wasn't pressure on those pleasurable things to need to fire up my drive right now like a big roaring fire, but just to kind of keep supporting my body and and finding, because pleasure, and sometimes people think of pleasure as like seeking pleasure is a bad thing. And the kind of pleasure that I'm talking about is just, it's any way of orienting your body and yourself towards goodness. Like what is available to you now that can feel good? And and the kind of pleasure that feels nourishing and supportive and really is a resource. When my system was a bit stressed out, taking some extra time to put on my um, I have this body oil that I infused with mugwort and it smells good and I, I love the plant and just taking time to put that on my body, feel my body, feel my skin was soothing to the, especially to the parts of me that were feeling the, the stress of the transition. And so some of the things that I find really useful with transitions. It is that having that acceptance and that validation that things are going to be different right now and that's okay. It's getting support from friends because sometimes it's hard to to find that all on your own. Sometimes co-regulating with another human being is just what you need and there's no failure in that. That's actually the way that we were designed. And I also leaned into the the foundation of my relationship with my partner. There were plenty of times that we would that we snapped at each other or got cranky at each other, but we would always recognize that and apologize and come back to our our shared vision for our future together, the reasons why we moved and the the depth of love and support that we do have for each other. And just talking out, this is how I'm feeling right now. And one of my favorite things to do because I am allergic to unsolicited advice and people trying to fix me, <laughs> I would tell him how I was feeling and say, and I don't I don't need you to do anything right now other than just hear me out and do your best to understand. I just want to be heard. I don't need any solutions or fixing right now. And that would help it feel really good to me to, to have the conversation in that way. And it, it felt like one of the skills that was so helpful throughout this process was all the practice that I've had in tracking myself, in noticing what's happening in my body, what, what sensations are present, what emotions are present, what thoughts are present. And I also had the experience of, uh, the last time I went through a big transition like this, it was actually an even bigger transition than this, I'd say, but 
about five, actually, it was five years, I think it was five years minus one week before we left the Northern Beaches is when I had left Perth, uh, a different part of the country. And that was a time when I'd been divorced six months prior. And then I, I left my engineering job. I left the place that I'd lived and I went traveling for about a year to, because I knew that I didn't really want to do engineering anymore, but I didn't know exactly what I did want to do. And it was funny that those two big transitions happened right about five years apart. But having had that previous experience, it helped with the trust because I, I'd been through it before where things were so uncertain and that uncertainty was uncomfortable and I couldn't see exactly how things would work out and there was no guarantee of how they would work out, but they eventually did and not necessarily how I expected, but because I'd been through that before I could go, okay, this is one of those times when I've got to trust my compass, listen to the messages of my body, follow my intuition, get the kind of support that I need, but I know I need to go in this direction, even though I don't know how it's going to work out and trust that I will find my way and not find my way all by myself with no support from anyone else, but that I will find my way within the, the web of life with the support from friends and family and random strangers and all of the, the who's on our path, the birds and I don't even know sometimes who all of the, the different kinds of people are who accompany me on this path. But I hope that that gives you some comfort and some idea of how you can resource yourself and be gentle with yourself moving through a transition. And the transition could be moving house, moving to a new place. It could also be a change in relationship, a change in work, a change in friendship, a change in any sort of structures in your life. They're all different, but the, the energy of transition can have some similarities. So be kind and gentle to yourself. Listen to what your body needs. And don't be afraid to ask for support from other people because we were not designed to do any of this alone. So thank you for listening. It brings me great pleasure to imagine you out there listening to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. I work one-on-one -on -one with people who identify as women to support them in their sexuality, in self-love, in their relationships. And I often also work with things like anxiety and shifting relationship patterns and just feeling more at home and in pleasure in your body. If any of that resonates with you, you can book a free one-hour clarity call 
where we can talk about what's going on for you and what I offer and whether we're a good fit. And I approach that conversation very consensually and with lots of mutual respect. There's no pressure involved. You can book that through my website, carolann.com.au. You can also stay in touch with me on Instagram at carolannalive. And may this episode be a permission slip and a wind at your back to support you through any transitions you might be experiencing in your own life.